Welcome to Locals Only Cantina. Mixing it up with Brandon and Cherie. What's up? We're hey back. Guys. No, How's you're it not. going? What, what are you doing? No. It's my turn. Okay, damn it. <laughs> Listen to her. She's trying to like steal my thunder. <laughs> what the hell? So we're back again and uh, yeah, we um, we had a fun talk last time. Yeah. Our friend uh, Aubrey Ray. Yeah. New friend of ours. More trees. I just met her <laughs> online. Yeah, we met her online. That's, that's super awkward. That's the way we do. That's the way you do shit nowadays, right? Like pe- people don't meet people face to face. No. Yeah, that was actually the first time I had ever spoken to her and saw her face before. Actually, we've been chatting a little bit online. And, and it's a purely sexual re- re- relationship. <laughs> all about this all about sex that's it <laughs> you're gonna have to listen to the last episode yep. to understand if, that one <laughs> if you didn't hear that tune in to youtube especially if you want to like see see all the cool stuff there so yeah no we had a fun talk she's a she's a sex coach and um she's somebody that Shree met through a group she's in um and it was awesome, I think. So it was good. Yeah, she had a lot of great things to say and add to just the the things that we've been talking yeah. about. So cool. So we are back, and uh, as usual, um, we're in the cantina slash guitar room slash whatever this is, my office. Um, but it is a cantina, so we're gonna start with a shot. Hell yeah, we are. Yeah. All right. All right. So. We're going to change gears just a tad. Um, so we've talked a lot about uh, the church we came from and how that's affected our upbringing in life and marriage and raising kids and all that shit. Today we're going to talk about a concept that I actually got really intrigued with um, not too awfully long ago. I read David Goggin's book um, and... Uh, he talks about embracing the suck a lot. And um, that was a concept that actually sort of like really like made my head, didn't make my head spin. It really just like kind of like opened up my thinking a lot about like all the shit we could go through in life. Um, the things that are hard to do that we do anyways, hopefully we do anyways. Um, but it's a it's a concept that you can you can relate to any part of your life. I think you can relate it to your fitness. You can relate it to your business. You can relate it to your family. You can relate it to the, the conflicts you have as a co- co- couple. You can relate it to raising kids. Um, I've got a jeep in the garage that I'm restoring. I can relate that shit to that, right? Like. I roll across some things that like, I'm like oh, fuck, I don't know how to do this thing, right? And so um, you either just fucking quit or you can embrace the suck and learn, right? Um, and that's what embracing the suck is about. Coming out on the other end better than... Oh, I just hit your mic. Noise. Um, sorry about that. You come out on the other end better than you were before because instead of running away from conflict or hardship or whatever you might want to call that, you just face that shit. You go like head on into it. Yeah, I think now that he's kind of going through this. Um... Shree didn't know what we were going to discuss. <laughs> this was my plan. Yeah, and I actually just want to add to that that I think that that actually goes along with just building your confidence about those things. 
I mean, how many times do we wish we were more confident in a certain area, but if we don't embrace the hard part around that, we never build that confidence because you're, you have to kind of step into the things that are really hard and just do those things that are really hard to be able to build confidence. So, yeah. So that's what we're going to discuss. Yeah. So I think I'm going to start with this one. Okay. So I was cursed slash blessed with something in my life that has been super hard. It's been my speech, right? The way that I talk. Um, when I was two and I first learned to talk, I stuttered. I always did. Um, I have like, I know some people, they have like a traumatic brain injury and that makes them have that issue. Some people say they start it later in life when they're, I don't know, older, like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old. Who knows what? For me, it started when I was two, the very first time I learned to speak, that was a thing. Okay. Um, and for a long time, it was a curse. I saw that as a curse. I thought, like, this is fucking stupid. Like, how could I... I don't know. I just I actually don't know how to like put that into words right now. It was fucking awful, right? <laughs> you know, um, but I remember at one point in time somebody said something to me that at least like kind of like flipped the script a tad. And they're like, you know, there's there's people that are born without legs, and I'm like, well, that's true. I have legs, right? At least I, you know, I may not be able to speak freely, but people certainly have it worse than me, right? But it still didn't necessarily like help me feel better, right? But here's the thing about about me and the way that I've dealt with that is for some reason there's something about me that I was fucking like I refused to let this thing beat me, right? It did turn me into a shy kid. I was afraid to like I wasn't afraid to talk to friends. I had friends. I had like a really good group of friends. But I didn't date much, right? We talked about a, that a couple episodes ago. I was really shy. I wasn't in shape. I was a little bit fat, you know, and I just didn't think girls would be into me. So um, I was really shy. The only saving grace for me in high school was I was pretty cool at that, right? And people thought that was cool. So that's sort of that, as in the guitar he's pointing to behind. Oh yeah, those of you on (laughs) podcast can't uh, can't see me here, but there's guitars on my wall. So that actually sort of became my identity and in high school was I played guitar and I was pretty good right so within my group of friends um, I, you know we had a little band and my friend played drums I had a friend that played bass and we'd jam out in the garage and uh, that was the thing that I felt like made me made me cool but I wasn't cool enough to ask somebody out on a date I was super scared about that actually right because once I was on the date then what I actually remember I did go on a blind date one one time and I think me and the chick said like two or three words the whole time <laughs> who set you up on a date <laughs> Joel <She laughs> at least it was a friend she wasn't all that cute in, in, anyways but hell what am I to say that because I didn't date at all she was like ten times as cute as the chicks that I, you 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 usually date right because I didn't date so <laughs> it's actually kind of funny because I went out I took one of our kids out tonight to go school shopping and I was actually talking about this exact thing and just having the confidence to kind of go outside your comfort zone and how hard that is as a teenager and the struggles that you go through in that way like for me it was very different like because I of course I didn't have 
some of the same struggles that you had. But um, one of the things that I knew from a very young age was that I knew I didn't want to miss out on any experience in my life. And so I went after that. I went out and I was the one who asked people out on dates because I didn't want to miss out on that. Even though guys didn't want to date me, I wanted to date. So I would go and ask them out. So, but you know what? It ended up being a great high school experience for me because I took the initiative and I See, I didn't necessarily take that initiative in high school, but I did later on in life. I did take that, right? So like I said, I wasn't going to let this thing beat me, right? And so I've always done shit bless you <laughs> are there t- two more no it's nope I'm no good. i'm good no, it's not allergies it's three just... always sneezes in in threes mm-hmm. i held was... it back i held it back you, held it back. <laughs> you guys just witnessed something <laughs> miracle never happens ever. no but like this is something that so i eventually got to a point in my life where i'm like i'm not gonna fucking let this thing beat me um i had a i was at home one day when i was I don't know, probably 17, 16, 17. And my dad had this friend. My dad's friend stuttered really bad. And uh, he called on the phone one day, and I picked up the phone. And man, this guy couldn't, he couldn't get anything out at all. It made me feel bad for him, right? And so that was one of the things where I'm like, man, that like, yeah, people for real do have it worse, right? But... I got to the point though where I'm like, I'm not gonna let this thing beat me. Um, and so I'd constantly put myself in situations that would scare me. Um, when I was in co- college, when I met Cherie and when we were first married, um, I kind of like built a small window cleaning business. And to do that, I had to go out and like go door to door to door and like talk to people. Fucking miserable, <laughs> right? Before that, I served a mission for my church that was scary as hell too, right? I had to like talk the whole time. Not only did I have to talk, but I had to learn a new language. Um, but I just refused to quit, right? And it was a good part of my life that was miserable. I would come home at the end of the day just exhausted. Like I don't even want to like speak. I don't want to talk, right? But the, this is like an embrace the suck that took like years, like decades actually, <laughs> right? Um but uh, I would say like, you know, I've, I've done those things multiple times and now I make my living negotiating with p- people. I, you know, I buy, I buy cars, I broker cars um, and I have to negotiate. I have to speak. I'm talking to new people every day. When we were in Hawaii, I got a job as a tour guide. That was scary. Non-stop talking. Non-stop. I was the only one that <laughs> For spoke. hours and For hours. 14 to 16 hours a day. I had a little microphone on my head. And I knew that I wanted to do the job. I knew that it would be a fun job. But at the same time, like in my brain, I'm thinking, is this actually something I can do? But I wasn't going to like pass up on the chance to have a fun job like that, right? So I did that shit anyways. And some days were easier than, than other days. But still, actually, that was the point, I think. And this is just a couple year, years ago, guys, that that was like the final like nail in the coffin, I think, where I was going to let that thing ever impede what I did, right? And now here I am. We're on a podcast speaking to like three people right now. <laughs> I would love, like it to be more than three. But still, and what I found in my life after all these years, this is the point of this long story, is... 
when you embrace the suck, you come out of it on the other end stronger than you were before. I knew people, well, I guess I didn't know them, but I've, I've read stories. I've, you know, I've been in speech therapy and stuff like that. And I've come across all these things where there are people that just simply like pretend to be mute and they like write notes and stuff like that. They just refuse to speak. Right. And I was never going to let this thing turn me into that. Right. So. Which is crazy because when you do embrace the suck and you end up on the other side of it, it's almost a strength of yours in a weird way. Like with your job, like with both those jobs, I mean, even like the average person sometimes can't even do those jobs that you do that can speak freely and just fine, right? I used to sit there and like, I would hear people say how they have like fears of like public speaking and stuff like that. I'm one of them. (laughs) That did not compute in my brain. I'm like, I I can't understand why you would be afraid of that. Like all you got to do is open up your mouth and it fucking moves and like makes words and they sound right. Right. Like that never made sense to me in my mind ever. Well, here's the crazy thing. So when we were younger, like young parents, we would be in church and we moved around a few times. And so every time we moved into a new area, they would always ask us to speak. So we'd always end up speaking um, in front of a big group of people um, every time we moved. And I hated getting up in front of people because it scared me to death but I knew I wanted to be better at it but then I would get up they'd always have us speak at the same on the same day and Brandon would get up and he would speak and he would have this amazing speech that he would do and I would be and then I'd have to go up after him and I'm just like thinking what am I I like I just knew I wasn't going to do as good of a job as him because what I do is like I'll start thinking about the next thing I want to say before I finish what I'm saying and then I'll forget where I'm at in my talk so I would like have papers and papers full of all this information that I wanted to get out for people (laughs) and I would lose my place and then I would like be sitting up there like just looking confused and needing help for somebody to like shoot me or get me down <laughs> like being shot would have, yeah like, church, like. <laughs> i would have really wanted a sniper back there to just shoot me even with oh, just a sleep on. dart a sleep but dart, <laughs> sleeping dart like, a tranquilizer. <laughs> you just fall over hey that would have been better than what yeah. it, what happened because there were many times where i just lost my place and i just kind of stared out at everybody but after every time we would speak, everybody would come up and tell Brandon how great of a job he did. And I always saw that as they just like were sim- sympathizing. No, you were such a great speaker yeah. and you like do it so well that I was just always jealous and I just always wished that I could be as good of a speaker as you were. So. Yeah, see, ridiculous. But still, um, you embrace the suck in... I've learned, Sri actually just learned this too. So she started a podcast shortly before th- this one. She embraced some suck. Remember the first day you posted yours? Like yeah. when you actually like pressed the, the button to like make it pub- <laughs> public? Yeah, so I I think we did talk a little bit about this in one of the other episodes. It but might have been our practice one. It might have been, that's true. I don't know if we actually... So I have... Brad and I have been talking about doing a podcast for a long time and 
so last year during November, December, I started buying some equipment to get this all going. And finally, like midway through December, I'm like, okay, I bought all this equipment. I need to get moving on it or I'm, I've spent all this money for nothing, right? And I could tell Brandon was just like, okay, here's another box in the mail for you, sure. Why are you buying all this equipment? Like, he had no idea what I was even doing. I thought for sure she had an affair with the <laughs> Amazon guy. Yeah, maybe. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> No, but it was crazy because I was like, okay, January 1st, I'm starting my podcast. And I'm going to do this podcast about this. And I just made it like I just decided I was going to get going with it. Well, I would record them and then I would never post them because I was scared to death. I didn't like anything that I was saying because, again, like I have a fear of speaking in front of people and I didn't really want to have, I mean, I'm just like anybody else where you don't like to listen to your voice. You don't even really like to look at yourself. I mean, anytime I open my Facebook and I see my face because I, I am pretty out there on my Facebook so I I have to like I seriously want to just throw my phone across the room because I hate looking at myself and hearing my voice but the crazy thing was is it took me from like December clear till April 4th I think was the first day that I put out my podcast but I had to make things happen to get myself to take the next step like I had I started talking to people about being guests on my podcast and they kept asking me when they were going to get to be on. And I was like, okay, I haven't started it yet. When do I get to be a guest? (laughs) Well, it has to be a thing first. So, I mean, (laughs) thank you to especially Brittany out there. I love you to death for getting me going with it. You're actually a big reason why I got started with it all. Um, But finally, like she kept asking when she was going to get to be a guest. And then finally I was like, okay, I just got to get moving with this. So I decided to start making these announcements to say that I had something cool that was going to be happening on the next Monday and nobody knew what it was. I had family members calling me. They thought we were going to move to Hawaii again. They like, they had no idea. Oh, I wish it was that. <laughs> they were so worried, but I would like, didn't tell I anybody. I guitars back here. We had like palm trees in the background. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. <laughs> But the crazy thing was, is like by putting those announcements out, by people kind of pushing me to make the move, it helped me to embrace the suck and be able to at least get to the moment where I could press the button. <laughs> and I, I, I was there when she did and she was sitting there in her desk and she's like got her finger. Oh man, I said at nine o'clock this day. So. Like, she's sitting there, she's got her finger and I'm like, fucking send that shit. Send it. Yeah, here I am. I'm actually holding my wrist (laughs) because Brandon's pushing my hand down and I'm holding my finger away from the button to send it because it was the scariest thing to be able to put my first thing out there because you're so afraid of judgment. I mean, really, that's what a lot of our fears come from, right? And then then she sent it and it wasn't as bad as she thought. Yeah. It wasn't bad at all, actually. Well, the crazy thing was, as I like to explain it this way, like I had every emotion that you could ever feel in like five seconds. I literally like freaked out, cried, laughed, smiled, wanted to puke. Like I had all these emotions all within like five seconds and it was just like this crazy insane feeling I've never felt before. Because all of a sudden like you're like, what's the word? Vulnerable. Yeah. Like to like the world if they so choose to like tune in, right? Yeah. 
but she did it and has been awesome. She's she's had awesome results with it so far. Um, she's got a, this really cool guy that's like her, her fitness coach, and that's in another embrace of suck that she's done too, where she's had to do some things that are somewhat hard, but she's had like an awesome like transformation. Um, but that's the thing, like embrace the suck because everything that you do in life that's worth it kind of sucks to some degree, right? It's always hard. If it's not hard, it's usually not worth it. Yeah. I mean, has your... So her her other podcast is about like some of the goals that she's had in life and one of them being like fitness and everything like that. And she's had to like really eat super strict and everything like that. I mean, has that been hard? It's been super hard. Especially... But has it been awesome though? Yeah, I mean, the cool thing about... If you do something really strict like that for your fitness, then you'll have results pretty fast. And a lot of with a lot of things in life, you don't always have results that fast, right? If you're if you stick to a program, right? Like in a relationship, for example, like you may have to embrace the suck because your partner's going through something, or you're both going through something, yeah. and it may not even be you may not even be able to see the light of, at the end of the tunnel for a while right in those yeah. situations but with at least with fitness like I got to see after a week like I started losing weight and leaning down and all of a sudden I'm like wow I want to keep doing this this yeah. is awesome you know and it was super hard I mean I eat completely different food than my family does and Brandon started eating dinners with me just to be supportive and because it um, probably because you want to be a little bit healthier also. I eat somewhat decent as is, so. Yeah, so, it, I mean, the hardest part was, like, really asking my family, my kids, to be able to be supportive because that's the one thing that you'll realize is when you do embrace the suck and you don't have the support of the people that you love and love you, that can make yeah. the the suck suck more. But now, <laughs> but now like, because of her... I've been going to the gym forever, um, and I haven't really been successful in getting like my son to go with me. But now, our middle child goes to the gym with Sheree every day. My son goes to the gym with me every day. She's got another family member that just signed up with her coach. Like, I mean, it's not only just... Sometimes embracing the suck is not just for you. Right, it's for others as well, right? You know, yeah. You set that ex- example that, like, in this family, we do hard things, and uh, ev- everyone benefits. Yeah, I mean, that's why I wanted to do the podcast is because I knew I was going to do something really hard, and I mean, what my goals were is I have a book that I want to finish, and so that's going to be that's actually what I'm going to start getting into in my other podcast um, is just rewriting that book, and then um, the thing that I've been doing so far has I, was that I wanted to have a six pack. Like I I thought about like what could be really hard for me to accomplish, and I've been pretty sporty my whole life, so I didn't want to do something that was easy for me. And a lot of my friends were doing running, and I just don't love running. It's not something that I see as like That's something not a I want to do. Willing to embrace, huh? <laughs> well, it's something that I I know I can do, right? Like I know I could accomplish that. So <laughs> yeah. it wasn't something that I was like, Run, "This is going to be does hard." Not I would just <laughs> give you a six pack, though. No, and I wanted to do something that maybe not everybody can do, and I wanted to be able to prove that to myself. What's been the most difficult part of it? Um, 
probably the nutrition part of it yeah i would say i mean that's really hard especially like because i love baking i love bread i love all of those carby foods yeah if i get stressed out i eat she used to bake bread all the time i'm like you have to fucking stop this (laughs) you're making us all fat yeah i i used to have a little bakery inside of a little local like country store in utah like when our kids were little and I used to bake for that and I used to bake two loaves of bread every week and I started to get bigger and bigger and bigger and so I was like this might not be the best idea for me for a business for me to have (laughs) bad plan (laughs) I thoroughly enjoyed it because I would be like five for the store two for me five for the store two for me like it was really easy to have those treats all the time but I mean especially around the holidays I mean, here's the real hard part about it is the social aspect, right? Because we like to have a lot of people around us. Like we love to just spend time with people that we love. And what do we do? We spend that time with food. Like it's always associated with food. So I would say that's the hardest. Yeah, whenever you hang out, there's snacks, there's drinks, there's stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But I mean... The crazy thing, though, is is you realize how easy it can be when you put your mind to it. And that's why, like, what I talk about a lot on my other podcast is just the mindset and understanding that you are worth the change and it is very possible. And yeah, that's absolutely. what I needed to know for myself is that it was possible. But yeah. Yeah, I think that that kind of works in a lot of different ways, though. I mean, even in our relationship and in many ways, we have to embrace the suck sometimes. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, in all in all aspects, actually, like the little business that I have right now that I actually enjoy uh, wouldn't have come about if I didn't have a partner screw me over. Right. Like um, I didn't necessarily have the, the mindset of embrace the suck at the time. Right. But yeah. looking back at it, uh, at it now, I didn't enjoy what we had, the business that we had. Um, but I do like what I do a whole lot more now. So, I mean, that's another example of like hardships kind of as long as you don't quit, usually life usually works out. Right. Well, too, like we've had things like this happen many times. I mean, when even when our business partner like screwed us over, I was working at Fox 13 and I I was working at the news station that just as an assistant and I had wanted to move into sales, but I just never thought I was ready for it. I didn't think that I could handle it. I didn't think I had the background for it or the skill set for it. But you didn't it. necessarily have the background or the experience. <laughs> no, or like I like I knew that I wasn't qualified for that position, but I wanted to learn and be able to grow into that position. And with what we went through with the business partner, I just knew I had to like step up and figure figure things out. Like and you helped a lot with that, being able to help push me into like just getting ready to there to go there and even talk to my boss. That was this that was the embrace the suck thing that I had to do, right? Here I am as an assistant. And I'm like, Brandon's like, okay, you got this. You can go in and talk to your boss. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go tell my <laughs> boss that I am all of a sudden I'm qualified for this position that I'm not even qualified for. 
And so the crazy thing was, is I would have never, ever taken that opportunity. Well, I would have eventually down the road, maybe a year or two later. What did he say when you did? He told me the coolest thing that I had ever had a boss tell me. Tell him how you like, were like, before, like when you walked in there, like getting yourself in there, like she was super scared. I've heard this story. So she's leaving good parts out. Oh, maybe I'm forgetting those parts. What part? Like when you walked in to talk to him and you were like super scared, but you're like, I'm going to like, this is what I want, right? You know? Oh, I was frightened. So my sister and I have this thing that we always say that we get this from our dad, but my dad is a very emotional man. And even when Hallmark commercials or church commercials come on, he will ball during these commercials. <laughs> if there's a baby, a cat. It's like that scene know. on Dumb, Dumb and Dumber where they, they're watching the PG&E commercial. And they're like bawling and wiping their <laughs> tears with money, right? You know? Yeah. Except yeah. for he doesn't wipe his tears with hundreds. So. No. <laughs> no, but my dad has always been a super emotional person. So... Anytime I've ever had to ask a boss for a raise or I've gone in for an interview, I'm like on the verge of tears. Like I, it is that hard for me to have confrontation and feel like I'm going to come out on top, right? That's how scared I am. So I literally, I knew I was like shaking and I knew I was going to just start crying. I'm like, I can't cry. I can't cry. Like I like on, um, what's that cartoon? The spaghetti with a chance of meatballs or something or whatever. Cloudy, Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. I'm not buying spaghetti unless it fucking has meatballs on it. I always call bullshit. it the wrong thing. But there's one scene in that cartoon that I love where the police officer is like an emotional guy and he like he's he wants to be this big, tough, strong guy, and so he has this tear that comes out all the time and he's like, Get back in there, right? Like he like demands that his tear gets back inside. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel when I like get into these moments, right? Like I'm about to walk into my boss's office and I'm like, get back in there. Like I'm just like so angry that I can feel those tears coming on, right? And so we go in there and we're sitting down and he's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, I'm all well. I think I, uh, I think I'm ready to move up to the sales position. I know you guys have this position open and I would like to have an opportunity to take this position and he kind of sat and looked at me for a second and then he leaned over towards me and he says I've been waiting for you to ask me this and I was just blown away because I think there's so many times in our lives where see these tears are coming out yeah, <laughs> and I'm about ready to like <laughs> yell at them <laughs> But, I mean, this was such an emotional part in my life and such a huge deal for me because as you're as you're at home with your kids and you're a stay-at-home mom and then you go to have your career and you're only, like, so many years into your career and then all of a sudden you go and ask for something like this that you're not even qualified for and to have somebody who's way up here when you're, like, very low on the totem pole be able to say that to you, you all of a sudden in that moment, I realized that I didn't see my worth. I didn't see the abilities that I had that other people saw in me. And it was a huge stepping stone for my career, for everything in my life, because it made me realize that I was capable of so much more 
than I saw in the mirror. And it was due to that moment. And that moment would have never happened had we not gone through that really shitty time. Yeah. I mean, I was already on the verge of tears. Like, I when that whole thing happened to us, I would go to work and I would just ball because I didn't know what we were going to do. Yeah. I mean, that all happened to us two weeks before Christmas. And it was a super stressful time. Um, I think I actually had a coworker that thought that... Like one of my family members died because I just could not stop like <laughs> crying and like good, it was just such a hard time. Good thing but, I had a really cool car to sell, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I think that's like one of the cool things about like stepping up and embracing the suck because you don't that, know your abilities. That was a thing. Was your boss saw something in you that you didn't see yourself, right? And that happens a lot. Only with certain pe- people, though. Not everybody wants to like bring you up. True. Most don't. Most want to like drag you down, right? But occasionally you find somebody like that that can, that sees potential that you didn't know you had yourself. Yeah. And I think sometimes you need somebody like that. Like Brandon's been that way for me, especially like with my podcast. Cause every, every time I'd go to put out another podcast on my other podcast, I'm like, what the hell am I doing this for? And he would just be like, He's like, you're doing it because of this and you're doing it because of this. And he'd bring me back to my center and let me know that what I was doing meant something to people and I needed to keep doing it. Yeah. Because sometimes like you get in your own head and you don't really see like what it can mean for other people and sharing your story. I think that's like the most beautiful thing that you can do. That's a part of the thing that I loved about living in Hawaii is So my job in Hawaii was actually in marketing and I got to sit at a desk and talk to people and hear their stories and share my stories about the island. And being in that moment and being able to hear other people's stories where they came from, people were coming from all over the country or all over the world actually, sorry. And I mean, I talked to people from Germany and Australia and to just have them share their experiences with me and me get to share mine. Like you learn so much from people. And I think that we don't realize how much we can touch other people's lives by sharing our stories. So, yeah. And that also wouldn't have happened either. Hawaii had the business thing went south and all that stuff. Right. Like, I don't know. I just felt like this was a cool conversation to have because really a lot of the good stuff that we have in life comes after like shitty times right but when you're going through this shitty time you don't really realize that some that there's like light at the end of that tunnel right yeah one of my favorite quotes is actually um hopefully i can say it right but it's everything that you want is on the other side of fear and i love that quote because you really don't know how to get what you want out of life until you're able to level up and get yeah. past those fears. Yeah, it's like Ed and my my let says too, right? You know, when you go through the hardships, on the other end of hardship is where you're introduced to your new self, right? Yeah, and you do that, that like time and time and time again. I also love like one of the things I really love that he talks about on his podcast that he does is he talks about changing your family tree. And that's kind of what this whole thing is that we're talking about, you know, like we're doing something different than our parents did with their relationships. 
we do something different than a lot of other people, our friends and everybody around us do in their relationships. But I think that's what it's all about is changing your family tree, changing the direction of kind of the blah, blah life that most people end up kind of settling in. And we have a choice to either settle or to take our relationships, our careers, our fitness to the next level. And it's all up to us. Yeah. Yeah. Of course the, you know, the book that I read, Coggins book, Embrace a Suck was all about fitness for the most part. Right. Which is, I mean, you can't really ignore that. Right. Working out sometimes sucks. It's well, I think it's fun, but (laughs) I didn't think it was fun at first though. Right. You know, and then yeah, that's the suck part of it, right? Yeah. Is just really getting started because yeah. once you, I mean, for me that was hard because I I've talked on my podcast about how actually part of what got me into wanting to do my fitness thing was that I was I was looking at my phone one day and I got an an alert that came on my phone and it was Vasa Fitness and it said <laughs> <laughs> this is really embarrassing, but it said to me. Last time you checked in was 364 days ago. And I'm like, what? I'm like, it's literally almost been a year since I've been to the gym. (laughs) She she got it because she had gone to the gym that day. So she had gone twice in a year. Yeah. 300 by a day. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, I mean, that is the hard part about like the whole <laughs> fitness thing is just getting yourself there, you yeah. know, that, and once you get yourself, yourself there and making those new habits and things become easy. When, and once you're at the gym, you have nothing else to do, but to work out. Yeah. And it's definitely something that you need for yourself and that's self care. You know, like a lot of people are talking about self love, but that's part of about part of the self love is being able to say, Hey, this time is for me to, better myself and that's okay to have time for yourself yeah yep but yeah there's that i mean again back to the like it sucks but it's worth it in the end because the results are are there right you know so well i don't know is there much more to say we about we about done with this one (laughs) i don't know you brought up the topic i brought it up it's all up to me (laughs) Okay, I but think, here's here's well, the thing. Like we've what? been talking a lot about. Well, I don't. I still have drink left, so okay. that means so we're, not... we're not done yet. So we what's that? Well, no. So if we want to bring in like kind of what we've been talking about over the past couple of weeks is like our whole experience with leaving the church and everything too. Was yeah. it was so sucky, you guys. It was so sucky. I mean, Brandon and I fought. Like we fought. Like we. We would not have physically. not box or anything no, like that. Maybe we should have. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, it, it was hell. Like if I could even like imagine what hell was, like that's what we lived through for for a couple years when we were fighting about it all. And that's what I hate so much about the whole thing is like you're fighting over things that are like kind of imaginary. <laughs> At the right? time, like they're not right, like they're <laughs> the big time, serious they're not, right? things, but... you know. And and but here's the thing: had we not stuck it through, had we not decided that our relationship was worth the struggle, I mean, how many times are couples in fights over the same exact thing for years, yeah. years, years, and most of them don't make it through those experiences. Yeah. 
But through our experience and being able to stick together through it all and figure out a way through it. So I worked for the fire department at the time. And I worked 48-hour shifts for like probably four or five months. Every time I went to work, I was scared to death that Sheree was going to like pack up and leave. And I'd come home to, to an empty house. Like that was real. And then one day she came to see me at, at work. I'm going to tell a story that's going to embarrass you. Yeah, I already know. Yeah, I know. She knows. <laughs> so she, she came to work one day to see me at work. and we I'm sure went, we'll say it again. <laughs> yeah. We went into to my room. And here's here's actually the, the interesting thing with us. And I swear that this is a thing that, like, no matter how hard shit has got, like, it's been it's stayed good because of this. We've always had a dope sex life. Even in the midst of it being hard, like we never stopped that. And I know some of you are out there like, how the fuck are you mad at each other and fighting for all that time and you still have sex? We did because we have fun. Like we're good at it. It's fun. It's a good time. <laughs> um, but she came to see me at work one day and we went, went into my room um, at the station there and we talked a couple episodes ago about how when you're Mormon, you wear garments or their underwear that you wear underneath your clothes, and they're not cute at all. They're so hot. No, they're not at all. They're like <laughs> the girl has to wear things down to her knees, and they're yeah, they're they're not cute. They're not cool. Well, we were in my room, and we kind of started to like make out a little bit, and I reached my hand down her pants, and she had a thong on, not garments on, and I'm like, wait a minute. What's up with this? This is weird. And so I asked her, I'm like, um, what's up with that? And she goes, yeah, I can't do that anymore. I'm done with that too. And that was about the time where I'm like, oh, fucking thank God. Like, we're good. We're safe, right? Because she had, in the meantime, been studying on her own and kind of came to her own conclusion that she also was not super into it. But that was like... Seriously, like three years of me embracing the suck, I guess, right? Like it was sucky. But in the end, we got to a point where we got to get out of that thing and move on with our own life away from that. And it actually like changed things like completely. Yeah, we we created a whole different world for ourselves. Yeah. And we had no idea what was going to be in place after all of what we went through. No. We had to go through so many shitty experiences. We literally went through hell trying to make our way through with this, right? And we had no idea what it was going to mean for us afterwards. And I don't think anybody really realizes when they're going through it. When I got home from work, the house was not going to be empty. (laughs) So that was good. (laughs) You know, like that was for real, a real fear I had for like months. Every time I went to work, it was really shitty until that day. So that was good, but um, thongs saved the world. Thongs save thongs save most things. <laughs> I like thongs. Thongs are good. Um, yeah. So well, I think we've talked a lot about of embracing our our sucky times. I think just the thing to end with would be you know, it. It really sucks to go through those sucky times, right? It's really hard to go through those times. But 
if you can embrace the suck and really realize what you want out of that situation, well, you learn what's a lot important, from those things. Yeah, then you actually end up a better person, a better life on the other side of those things. And if you take that situation where you have maybe a disagreement, an argument, a fight with your partner, and you try to like hear their words and like learn from that instead of just getting pissed off and taken off, well, you're embracing the suck at that time and you might come out on the other end with a more clear version or clear understanding of who they are, what they want, what they need, and what you can give them. And vice versa, right? Um, It's like I kind of coined this term that I thought was cool a couple episodes ago. We do makeups, not breakups, right? Um, I think that's I think that's that, right? You embrace the suck. You you figure out. You go through the shitty stuff. You learn what you need to learn from that thing, and you move on better than you were before. Yeah, I mean, you'll never see what's on the other side if you don't try to make it through. And sometimes, I mean, for us, like, that hell lasted a long time. And it may only be a day for you. It may be a week or two for you. It may be months for you. And it may be years for you. But with, like, deep down, if it's really what you want, what you both want, then it's worth it. And try to make it work out for you guys. So... And that was the one thing, the one thing that led me back to like studying and trying to figure out where I was in that moment was just the fact that Brandon was my best friend and we shared everything and it was only the religion part that we were fighting over. And, but here's the thing, how easy is it in a relationship to have one thing really screw shit up? Yeah. I really have a hard time hearing and understanding when people are like, well, I'm going to break up because of this thing. And I'm like, that's a stupid reason to break up. That's fixable, right? But, you know, we can only share what we've done and what we've experienced. And then um, hopefully hopefully it helps. I don't know. But this uh, this drink is now empty. So I think that <laughs> means that the episode's over. <laughs> nice. So, um, yeah, that's our little show about embracing the suck. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, love you guys. Make sure that you subscribe and like it. Maybe even give us a rating so that we can reach more people. Yeah. Because we want to be able to help more people. so. So, also, like we mentioned last time, we do have that Facebook group. I have decided that I don't want, I'm not going to do the thing where I just like send it out to all my friend list and all Sharif's friend list. We only want people on the group that want to be on the group. So if you're interested, look up Locos Only Cantina. Yep. I'll have the link also in all of the stuff that we post. Um, I don't want just a million people on there that are just going to join the group just because they're our friends. We want people on it because they're legitimately interested um so if you're interested join the group we'll have some talks we'll have some chats we'll share some pictures we'll do this or that we'll do date night shit we'll have all sorts of yeah. and maybe we'll have like meetups and like yeah sit I think, around and have cocktails and yeah i think stories. also that we'll do some webinar type stuff and do q a and talk as like 
couples so you guys can be part of like discussions that we have and yeah. what things you guys have been through. So oh, yeah, that'd be dope. Anyways, it's gonna be a lot of fun, so we hope that you guys will join and we'll have a cool tribe to be able to grow and yeah. grow up together. So. Yeah, awesome. awesome. Okay, love right, you guys. Peace have out. A great night. Embrace the suck. Have some fun with it. Don't quit. Love you guys. See ya.